Holy crap, do you see my hair all screwed up because of my friggin' wife throwing headphones at me? God damn it, I work on that all day long. Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where some of us drink, but we still talk about stuff. And it looks like Vintage is talking, but I can't hear a word he's saying. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I do know that this man, this man's face, making my nipples hard, we're joined tonight by Co. How you doing, Co? I'm doing great. It's my birthday. It and is. I'm drinking. It is your birthday. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should sing. No, oh, I feel don't. like we need to do birthday shots. I feel like we need to sing while doing birthday shots. I can't do shots anymore. <laughs> oh, or I any can. less. I've got my drink. Shots. I got my drink on. I got my drink on. Well, uh. I can't do shots anymore because I'm all out of liquor. Said face. Well, that is shame on you, good sir. Shame on you. That's arguably the worst five words any man could ever say. Yeah, I haven't gone down to the ABC store recently, so no, no, I, I've been thinking about it because we've been talking with uh, Damoc recently, and uh, he's got me wanting to make a Moscow Mule again because I really like those. And I wanted to try the Aviation Gin by Ryan Reynolds. I do want to try the quality. Aviation Gin. Mm-hmm. It's surprisingly good for the price. Like it, it punches way above its price point. It's not the best gin in the world, but it never tried to be. It's just like Ryan Reynolds. See, now <clears throat> I'm more concerned about the five words being "I accidentally lost my penis." Those five the words, what? I think, would be much more shocking than the out of alcohol one or out of liquor. But okay. that's the thing: you have to be out of alcohol because you consumed it for that even to be a statement made. Yeah, I know, but could you imagine if you lost your penis? I don't want to. They could be. Oh my god. I'm I could late. not imagine that. Oh my god, I'm late. Actually, you know what? For a guy, that's that might be the that might be worse. I don't know. I wouldn't mind if you said, Oh my god, you're late right now. If you're Cecil, old, you're, you're the old. only married person on the show right now. Unless Ko is hiding from us. No, I, I don't have any rings or anything. Actually, you can twist. hide a ring. <laughs> Plot twist, I'm married to Co. I, I also don't have any tan lines on my fingers. <laughs> okay. Do I have a tan line on my finger? I don't know. I don't think I do. No, I haven't uh, dated in a long time. I'm yeah. trying to, but... Uh, oh, dude. Okay, so so here's what, here's what you got to do. You got to go... There's, there's three fun. There's quiver. Um, where else did I found... So I went on like a quest for finding all the all of the dating apps, and I there's found Cupid. so many. There's Cupid. There's Buy Cupid. Bumble. There's Bumble. There's Tinder. Do we say Tinder already? No, we didn't no. say Tinder. Tinder, like, okay, that's so like a t- hookup site. That is, is absolutely hold on though, but Tinder is not the grinder for straight people. So there's got to be a grinder equivalent for straight people that is just hooking up because that's, that's kind of exclusively high, Tinder. That's Tinder. That's, no, that's, so that's so Tinder. or three fun. Which three fun kind of goes both ways though, so three yeah. fun is if you're actually looking for threesomes, Ooh. so you can find threesomes, foursomes, um, group swinging, everything. So is Quiver. So Quiver's got way more questions though. So Quiver actually goes through and is like, "What are you into? Male, male, female, male, female, male, male, female, female, uh, group, bondage, S and M, BDSM, um, anal." Like, literally, you go straight down the line. It's like anal giving, anal receiving. And it's like, I haven't tried that. I haven't tried that. I have tried that. Check, that check, hurt check, when I fell check, on the fence. Check, check. <laughs> yeah, it's like, sitting there going down, always, 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 always. Ooh, have I done never, that? Never, 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 never. <laughs> well, they have a no way as well. So you can actually select no way. Uh, we'll, we'll take it one step at a time. Yeah, uh, you're giving me I some great been... ideas here, Cecil. I can slowly ease it in. It's like, so no butt stuff? What have you done dating with like, her and you're there? So I haven't so, gone dating in like eleven years. So let's let's uh let's take it easy on that. <laughs> well you can also select like, do you like it hard and fast? Do you like it slow and sensual? Do you like to make the first move? Do you like to be pursued? Like you can check, do check, all check, of check, this stuff. Check. Yeah, it's like check, 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 check. Going straight Queefing. down the line. Yes or no. <laughs> it's like pegging, yes or no. Yep. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Depends if I know her. Has that been brought up in either of your previous past relationships? What, pegging? Yeah. 
Yes. Previous or current. Well, since she is my previous and current, the only time before that we were, I was 13. <laughs> and I'm pretty confident if pegging was brought up when I was 13, I would have been like, fuck, why not? You are an adventurous young boy, Cecil. I envy that. Fuck, dude. Life's too life's too short, man. Yellow. Yeah. Hey, exactly. dude, no, what about you? Was that ever brought up? No, not really. Yeah, see, Did like, you ever want it to be brought up? Do I want it to be brought up? I don't know. Yeah, see, experiment. Like, so it's one of the things is like I like people who have like a really super closed mind are like, oh god, no. Like okay, look. First off, Either if there is a God out there, God has one hell of a sense of humor because in his Bible, he'd say kill all gays. But where does he put the G spot for a guy right up the bum? <laughs> uh, is that a two knuckler or a three knuckler? You try everything at least once, right? If you don't like yeah. it, then you say no. And say, if you do like it, then yeah. OK. Exactly. Guys obviously have the weirder path to walk with that with a girl. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like, OK. So like, where's the where's the cluster of our nerves? We've got like two major spots: one, the glands; two, the mm-hmm. prostate. I think those are his quiver notifications. He's got <laughs> matched. Actually, actually, that's that's my work right now, and there is some shit going down. So I've got to mute my phone. Good, because you know what's not Uh-oh. fucking happening. I'm not going in. Uh-oh, and you down. need a drink. <laughs> well, speaking of drink, because I'm sure everybody wants to talk about anal pleasure here. But speaking of drink, let's go with what everybody's drinking. Um, Vintage, you said what you were drinking. Well, I'm drinking a couple different things right now. Um, oh, I've got, keeping I, I was just in Richmond last weekend, so I picked up a little bit of some Ardent Brewing. Uh, Ardent Craft Brewing. They're very good with their Imperial Stout mixed with uh, vanilla and cocoa nibs, which is delicious. And then, as I was teasing everyone before the show, um, I did get some of Dogfish Head's whiskey, which is actually really good, except I can't fucking find their Palo Santa Marone Ale anymore, and that pisses me off. I never knew it was seasonal. Oh, yes. That stuff is great, though. Mm -hmm. It hits hard. It's like a freight train. I want to be able to try it with the whiskey that's Oof. what i'm missing because yep. then i would love to see how that complements each other because it's it's literally their own house-made whiskey finished in the ale barrels of the palo santo marone beer i bet that comp that it complements each other probably in the same way that being completely sober and drinking a two-year-old 120 minute complements you <laughs> But I can tell you, neither one of them do I want up my butt. I'm not down for butt chugging yet. One knuckler, two knuckler. Well, don't say never until you try it. Oh, good point. Good point. <laughs> I, I am being very close-minded, aren't I? All right, honey. And I apologize if there's excessive letter Kenny references on this episode, as this is the first one I've been on since I've just plowed through it. You, yeah. you plow- oh, I'm not going to say anything. Um, what? Nothing. Nothing what? Nothing what? No, nothing. Nothing. I love you. Do nothing. you? I, do. I mean, now that you watch Letter Kenny, we have to love you. Yeah. Oh my god. And now, and now you know all about Squirrely Dan. And now you're like, you're never fucking yes. calling me Squirrely Dan again. Oh yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, one finger up the bum. And <laughs> so uh, she stuck her fingers up my bums. It already just stops. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> have you gotten to the recent season yet? Did they just put a new one out, like, within the last month? No, no. I don't think so. No, not yet. No, then I am all caught up. Okay, so you met the girl that did that. Yes. Yes. And yes. she tried to do it again on a walk, and he yeah, was like, yeah. no, I'm not taking another fingers up my bums. <laughs> you know, after watching that show for so many years, my favorite character isn't any of the main cast. It's fucking Shorzy. Shorzy! I like fucking Shorzy. Which is literally Wayne. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he yeah, does the, the voice. Actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck Except you, he's Shorzy. got literally one thing he says. <laughs> he's got the high-pitched voice and he just talks trash to everyone. And I love it. He's Fuck you, Shorzy. Line. Fuck you. He's got one line and then over the course of, I think it's season three, he literally, no, 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 one line he keeps repeating. 
like his one single insult. And then over uh-huh. the course of like one single season, he brings up, I'll tell you how it's going to go down. I'm going to hit you. You hit the ground. I fuck your mom. And then that's the only thing he says the entire season. <laughs> oh, no. you. I like the, uh, the episode when he uh, when he's showing off against the other team and he just like, I'm going to just sit there and decimate you. You all fucking suck. Is that the last season that was out though? Where they're giving them the pointers on who they're about to play yes. so he could like read up on it. Yes. Like, what the hell is this gay shit? <laughs> <laughs> you guys had to invent your own fucking language because you can't speak American. Fucking <laughs> no, Jersey. I I love that show for the dialogue, just like I love Kevin Smith's films for the dialogue. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, you could put – now, granted, you couldn't put anybody there, but you could put almost anybody there and just that writing and that dialogue goes – this most recent season, I think they fell a little short. But, like, that opening – literally the opening scene where the two hockey players – like, in the first episode one. Oh, so – Heard you, you heard you vowed off fighting. Oh, it must be a, must be sucky. And he's just sitting there and they just go on the rant going off on these guys. We'll you play know, a little five on one. How many times have you jerked off today? Go on. <laughs> uh, he's bashful. How, what, you know, tugged it, <clears throat> distributed free literature. You know, I'm so I'm, bummed though. Cause one of my favorite characters in the first few seasons was absolutely Glenn. He was just the right amount of uncomfortable where it didn't like get you to not watch the show. If anything, it was just like, oh boy, what's he going to say next? Oh, yeah. Such a bummer. They kind of slid his role off. Like the last season he had a major role was when they did uh, the uh, Crack and Ag <laughs> radio TV show. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Crack and Ag. Bet you can't. <laughs> Yeah, that dialogue in there, man. Just they, they and, and just like those round like the round tables that they would do where they're just bantering back and forth. It just it literally and the th- I think the thing that kicks it back more for me is that growing up, that's what me and my friends used to do. We used to just sit around drinking and bullshitting like that. And it was just so much fun. You know, you can buy puppers. You yeah. have to import it from Canada. And they the they are part the show is partnered already with some distillery that went unnamed to produce Gus and Brew. <laughs> I am so excited. Are you kidding me? Like the like I was immediately hooked on Gus and Brew when just the second episode where Wayne starts fighting again and he goes up to the phone. Yep, end of the driveway. Uh huh. Puts the phone down. Let's do this. Everybody gets their shot at Gus and Brew, and he's ready to fight. <laughs> you knew oh, when the Gus and Brew was broken out for a single shot, it was fighting time. When it was more than a single shot, there might have been a fight later. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's just such a great, great show. If, you, if, if you're listening to this right now and you have not watched Letterkenny... Jump on Hulu, jump on YouTube, just just watch some clips from it at least. Man, the the show is just, it's worth a watch. Totally worth a watch. All right, well, we're, we're, we're just rambling on here. All right, State of Games. State of Games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the past week, or we just pontificate on how we feel gaming is in general right now. So I'm actually going to start this one because mine's going to be really super simple. I was playing Squadrons. Uh, about an hour before we started recording. I played one story mission and one quick match. Got decimated in the quick match. Story mission was pretty easy because it was like one of the first three or four. Fun game. If you liked the old uh, X-Wing or TIE Fighter or X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, it's got a very, very strong feeling to that. It's got a little touch of Elite Dangerous in there with your systems management, which I didn't really expect, but it's a nice little touch. It gives a little bit more complexity. You can play it in VR. I haven't played it in VR. Totally want to play it in VR. Like, really want to play it in VR, because I think it would be really bitching. Do you have a VR headset, Cecil? Negative. I do not. I might be able to hook you up. I'm about to snag that quest, too. If you want my original quest. So unfortunately, I am on a decluttering mode. So I don't know if you can see. Well, you probably can't. 
I don't know if you can see behind me, all of those shelves used to have a lot more shit on them. So I would say, yeah, I can't even turn the camera around because the shelves up here had a bunch of shit on them. Now they've got some cards and hot sauce. But I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the the gesture, but uh, don't think I'm going to get anything for a little bit. Probably not until probably not until next year at the earliest. Well, I will be sitting on it with next to nothing to use it for. So it, if you just randomly go, hey, vintage, you got that quest? Odds are it will be yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I say, throw it on, make some money off it while you can. Throw it on uh, on Facebook Marketplace. I mean, that's where I've been selling a lot of my shit. I sold. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I sold... not huge on selling to strangers. I'll buy from strangers, but I just have never had any good luck selling. Like that's the thing. I would maybe say Cecil has like seventy five bucks sound, and you would say that sounds great, but not right now. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Well, what's your state gauge vintage? Uh, well, I, like Ko, have been playing a little bit of that Cold War beta for Call of Duty. It's, um, it's interesting is the best way I can explain it. It is not Modern Warfare, but it's also not like almost any of the CODs I've played in recent years. It plays a little different. It, I mean, after a first few games, like, you can get used to it if you've played any first-person shooter. That's kind of the point of COD. But it's different time to kill. It's not a different movement system per se, but things definitely feel like it slows down a little bit. I see you giving me a weird look, Code. Do you think it's faster paced? It's much faster paced. Compared I, to Warzone, maybe. And I play with an 80 field of view, which is supposed to slow down games significantly. Or make perception wise, of course. It's not well, actually you slowing down Warzone. the game. Warzone. That's yeah. what your previous experience was. Warzone is a pretty slow game mode. Oh, I mean, when you compare it to like Apex, it's still faster. Fair enough. You compare, I'm you compare comparing it, multiplayer you, to multiplayer. And when you, oh, yeah, if you want to compare multiplayer to multiplayer, uh, yeah, Cold War is still like uh, twice as fast as uh, War, uh, Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare is multiplayer. If to me though, if it feels more like uh like a battlefield to me. Oh the, no. Oh, in terms of pacing, mm. it absolutely does. It feels like the characters are like turbo mode right now. They're, they're, it's cartoonish how fast characters are sprinting around. So that's that was Titanfall 2 for me. Titanfall 2, it felt like mm -hmm. you were going Mach 4. That's kind of what this feels like. But I'm, I'm, I'm like, like Vinja says, I'm very used to Warzone right now. But it's definitely, it's definitely twice as fast as the Warzone, uh, as Warzone mm -hmm. or Modern Warfare. It's faster with the Warzone. It's faster than Apex. It's faster than uh, PUBG. It's faster than just about every modern shooter like that. Pu that I PUBG would is have slow. Recently. PUBG is yeah. super slow. It, I mean, it's meant to be like a sniper type of game, so it, it, that's kind of the, the style to it. So that's expected. But well, also, like, you are trying to compare a multiplayer game to like a traditional multiplayer team-based shooter to battle royale type games. Battle royales will always be slower. But no, like six on six. When, when you when you compare the multiplayer version of uh, a modern warfare to the multiplayer version of Warzone, your characters have the exact same speeds. There's no there's no, no difference between that the is two. accurate. Yeah, that is accurate. So it, it's faster paced because it's a smaller match. Yes, like you're, you're getting into action much more. But the the overall movement of the characters themselves are not changing. So okay. on comparison to Escape from Tarkov. Much faster. Tarkov okay. is a slow pace I, I, game. I know. I, yeah. I was joking there because I know Escape from Sar Tarkov is fucking snail pace. No, that that's not to say it's bad. No, no, here's no, no, the no. weird thing that Vintage hasn't mentioned is that there's like some sort of weird hybrid aim assist to it. I haven't noticed it, but I will clarify my last point. I'm not talking movement speed. Mm -hmm. I'm talking the blend of time to kill with everything else. The time to kill is absolutely slower than base multiplayer in Modern Warfare. It is uh, obviously so I, a lot faster than Warzone. But and I and I feel it's because all the guns I feel like have a little bit less randomized recoil, but do less damage. So that's because I don't think you've tried playing the firefight version of the game. The firefight version of the game is identical to Warzone's in terms of TTK. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, it's pretty like on par 
Um, the dirty bomb mode. I've played yeah, that a couple times. Yeah, they have uh, three versions, I think, on it. Um, as far as softcore versus hardcore versions of multiplayer, I don't know. I don't have the Modern Warfare uh, version of the game's multiplayer to really do a comparison in terms of TTK, because the only version they have when they do release it to free-to-play players is the hardcore version, which is one to three shots. So uh, it's definitely slower than the hardcore version. <laughs> uh, that being said, the guns, the gunplay, because of the weird mechanic, it's really, it's really easy. Um, I'm running around with a sniper rifle and a pistol, and my main isn't the sniper rifle; it's the pistol, <laughs> because uh, it's it's a four shot kill. So you're playing Halo, is what I'm hearing. At most, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because Halo, you just walked around with that damn pistol and you just murked people. Yep. Magnum, three hit to the head. Never forget. <laughs> now, what I find weird is that you, we're going to have a, an update for Warzone once it comes out that will be in support of Cold War. But how are they going to do that? Is it just going to be a Cold War-themed new map? Because you can't bring in the mechanics unless they're separating the two games, uh, the two maps completely. Uh the two games play completely different for the from one another. The gunplay, the movement speed. Uh, you don't have uh, mounting, so you can't mount a wall or or ledges or anything like that. Challenge you, accepted. I can mount anything. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of interested to see what they do. I think they're just going to do a new theme to Warzone, and that's about it. So I've heard some mixed things in the rumor mill. One is that it's going to be a, a brand new map, and that's going to be the majority of it. And just like you said, pretty much everything is just going to carry over Warzone-wise. Um, and the other thing I saw was that the actual map of Verdansk mm-hmm. is actually somewhat going to be integrated into Cold War in terms of campaign story, so on and so forth. And throughout the seasons, you're going to start to see the actions of the campaign play out in that Warzone map. Effectively. I, I, I do have to say, Activision has a big hurdle for them. And that is, they need to start fixing bugs in Warzone. It's, it's getting worse with every minor patch they're doing. Not even just the major patches. Every hotfix they do they break two or more, three more things. So like they fix one thing, like they they fix the the infinite stopping power exploit. Well, they added or re-added bugs from the past, and I they really need to, to take a step back because it's getting uh, monotonous at this point. That there's no reason for this at this point. They need to really take hold and, and fix their game. Yeah, I'm personally just really hoping that with the release of Cold War next month that that's what they've been waiting for as opposed to multiple bug fixes to fix like one thing at a time, two things at a time. I'm hoping to God because the idea behind Warzone, according to everything we've seen is that it's not just infinity ward working on it. It's not just Treyarch working on it at any given time in the cycle. It's a dedicated team from each, each um, developer that has been working together on it from not necessarily completely day one, but maybe like month five, because we know that Infinity War pretty much rolled out Warzone as is, and that it was pretty late in the development cycle of, sorry, in the annual cycle of Modern Warfare, that they said, hey, actually, guess what? Treyarch's also going to take into this, and this is going to be a recurring thing. This isn't just going to be like, Warzone now replaces zombies or anything like that. Warzone is going to be a standalone thing for how many titles to come but i'm gonna i'm gonna harp back to um you know what i said previously uh they're not holding off on anything they're they're releasing new content uh without even testing it it seems have you tried playing since uh the the most recent patch with the new jack 12 shotgun in regular war zone uh-huh i have not i have not touched modern warfare outside the first like two weeks of the of the season have you played cold war so you played when the uh, origin was a one-shot kill, point blank, right? Yes, and yeah. I wish they bring back powerful shotguns like that. Well, news for you, because I hate you for that, first and foremost. But second, they brought out the Jack-12. Well, let me tell you about the Jack-12. The Jack-12 is the origin, but it's three times faster than the origin, has a 20-round mag, has Dragon's Breath, shoots further, 
and is a one to two shot kill. And is that the one hard. that's like the M twelve eighty six, or I think that's what it was called from like Black Ops three? It's, it's a black. Or, it's, an old, it's a remake of an old Black Ops gun. Yes. Yeah, the one that shoots like f- like a few times really quickly, oh. and then you have to pump the chamber to rotate it. No, no, it's not like that. No, this this is the Jack twelve from one of the older iterations of these games. I don't know which one because uh, I didn't play the old Black Ops games. Oh, but, uh, oh I this think is I a, know what the one is. It this is a it fully automatic, clunky, doesn't it? It looks weird where the looks, bill, the the standard uh, muzzle on the gun almost looks like a duck bill with the bottom cut off, no, so it just kind of angles no. out. Is that the one? No, it looks like an AR with a drum barrel, but it's a shotgun. Like if you look at it, it looks like an a like a an AR. I think we're at the uh, point now where Google should be required. Okay, it's AA twelve. Yeah, that's that's what oh, it is. Boy, I didn't even catch them adding that. Yeah, so they added that. And uh, I'm going to tell them, Activision, what are you thinking? Yeah. We, you just nerfed the Origin, and now you're adding a gun that is not only stronger in terms of TTK than the original Origin, but it shoots three times faster, further, has zero recoil, has Dragon's Breath, so it has damage over time. Like This thing needs to be nerfed like yesterday, like before the patch even released. Yeah, so, I'm not going to mess with that. Yeah. I'm not going to mess with but that. We'll see. They, they've got a lot of bug fixes. They fixed a few things. They fixed the uh, the hit scan uh, version of, of the SPR 208, uh, which was which is nice. They fixed the infinite penetration of the uh, AS Val. Whoa, whoa, they fixed infinite penetration? I'm pretty sure that people were asking for that. Oh yeah, they they fix so it. Everyone's going for the holy cross of infinite <laughs> penetration. <laughs> magic cross, not holy cross. Magic, magic cross. cross. I was gonna say difference. The oh, holy no, no, no. magic. The, if, it just uh, it just depends on the type of lore you're into. I was gonna say if if yeah. it's a magic cross, then I am doing some really heinous stuff in a church. Yeah, imagine being shot through the map from anywhere on accident. <laughs> oh, so it yeah, is escape from Tarkov. I heard about that. Uh, they 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 finally fixed uh, heartbeat trackers uh, killing you. They 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 fixed a lot of stuff, but they're adding old what? exploits. You didn't know about that? The heartbeat had... trackers that could kill you. So there was a heart. Uh, so there was a bug with the heartbeat tracker where if you, uh, it's a one in one thousand chance that it would actually uh, ac- accidentally kill the user. So out of every every use, you had a one in one thousand chance of dying. That sounds like a faulty pacemaker every time you pull it out. <laughs> no, just, oh, I can't do That sounds way too realistic, actually. Every time you go to use it, it's like, well, this thing is either going to short out on me or going to tell me where people are. <laughs> Looks like I got the short end of that stick. It's like a ghost hunter's tool. It's like, this one works 999 times out of 1,000. But one out of 1,000, it's overvolted, and it's not going to matter. <laughs> All right, we've we've used this heartbeat sensor 999 times. We're ready to use it one more time, but we're giving it to the intern. <laughs> hey, intern, you want to make 50 bucks? <laughs> Come here and press this button. Zonk. <laughs> I had no idea about that. Um, we've been going on this for quite some time. So, uh, Co. They've reintroduced the uh, graphical gun glitch. So that's back in the game. So if you run into... Yeah, have you not seen it before? Uh-uh. So there's a chance that your uh, game bugs out and the car- uh, the gun's um, models actually freak out and start uh, losing the, f- the shape. And you can't see anymore because the gun takes up your entire screen. And you can't scope in to see anything either. So that's back in the game. I did get and that once. Yeah. So that's back. So it used to happen like three or four months ago when they fixed it. It took them like three weeks or so. Uh, so that's back. Uh, uh, I can also have wall hacks occasionally where the game's textures don't load and I can see just about everyone on the map. Ah, uh, the PUBG bug. Yes. <laughs> that <laughs> was brutal. It. It's actually a blessing and a curse because it's actually worse now than it was before. Because previously I couldn't see through certain objects and buildings. Now I don't see land. I don't see uh, I don't see certain textures in in the buildings, and uh, I can I can see someone coming before they see me. 
So what you're telling me is that I really need a lot less RAM in my system and I got to turn down my video card so everything loads way slower. That's what I'm hearing. I, I don't know because, I mean, I'm running 32 gigs of uh, 3200 uh, GDR4, so it's not like I have low RAM. Yeah, I don't know Cecil, what they did. I think I know what you need to do because I've experienced this bug before in a totally different game, Battlefield 4. It was after I attempted to salvage my original GTX 650 Ti that had some of the pins scraped by accident. I plugged that thing in and randomly, like one out of every 50 times I'd spawn until I rebooted my computer. Literally, all you'd see is it didn't matter what gun I had out. You'd have a 1911 that instead of pointing straight was at an angle. No hand, no HUD. Everything was zoomed into the side. <laughs> Whole complete game crash. That's what you're looking for. It's on my wall. Would you like to try it? That's <laughs> it's interesting. So they have a lot of they have a lot of catching up to do. But uh, yeah, well, that's but that's complex games nowadays, man. I mean, we've had this is, is discussion it, so many times before, and not, you know, not but not much has changed for for Call of Duty. It, it's still the same same thing it's been for for many many years. It's like it looks better, and that's really about it. Yeah, but that's but that's a lot of games is the problem. There's always bugs. People always find. I mean, there was a great picture of uh, it was an engineering meme, and it was it. Oh no, it was it, yeah, it was a software engineering, and it was a uh, it it said. The, the interface is really intuitive. The user will know exactly what to do. Showed a picture of a doghouse and the dog laying on the side of the roof. Yeah. And that's literally, like, that's that's gamers, man. I mean, if there if there is a way that something can mess up, somebody will find it. And there's always a way. Now, I, I just think there's a limitation to how much uh, a company should be allotted to messing up when it comes to software. I think... They, there needs to be a point where this becomes gross negligence for not fixing this stuff because they're not. I don't think they're going to fix this stuff. I think it's going to come down to a point where they're just going to drop it and move on to the next uh, product. And I think that's kind of Activision's uh, mo. Mo with, with the Call of Duty franchise. Every year we're going to get a new Call of Duty. So we're getting COD War Zone. Uh, we're getting COD uh, Cold War. Uh, in November, I think on the 12th or something like that. And I think the next time we're going to get another one next November. And, so and we're eventually just going to forget about it. So shockingly, they are not like, that's not the first game franchise that has done that. Um, Think of Madden. There are, there, there are a few. Yes, Madden Madden's like that. Yes. Madden is notorious for that, where literally you would get a new Madden every single year, whether you wanted it or not. And I can remember on the Super Nintendo, I think it was Madden 95. And Madden 95 was, wow, they really they really nailed it. They did great. And then Madden 96 came out. And it was like, what the heck did they do? Like, yeah. well, seriously, I, what were they thinking? And I have no problem with them releasing new games. It, it comes down to them fixing their games. Because how long has Modern Warfare been out? How long has Warzone been out? It's, it's been more than a year now. Yeah, but they're, but they're, doing, they're, they're doing the Madden, like, methodology on it you know they've yeah, released you, the next game so they're really not looking back at the old game now granted yeah, they you, shouldn't do that right i know they they shouldn't do it i think they should be held responsible for not uh, this is my thing is that there should be some sort of repercussion for doing this kind of thing without fixing something without fixing oh, yeah. their, their, their 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 clients and unfortunately we can't really do anything about it but also you got you got to keep in mind just like those sports games i mean it's it's this it's that it's that mindset that they oh, can no. do it yeah no it's not it's not uh, i'm not limiting it to just just call of duty i'm living yeah. it today i'm 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 generalizing it to the entire industry yeah, yeah. It, it's the entire industry it's uh they're just having to be the, the prime example of this right now yeah 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 but but my question is is why is it so readily acceptable in like sports games but it's because people don't clamor. Like when a new UFC game comes out, they don't clamor about, oh man, I gotta go out and get a new, you know. And not, not, and I'm not, I'm not trying to belittle this in any way, shape, or form. I'm mm -hmm. upset that they're doing it in sports games, but I'm curious why 
why you would think they don't clamor so much on a sports game when it comes out. And they're doing the same thing. They're just releasing a new game and then glossing over all the failures or the, the flaws of the last game. But they, but people, I've heard more people upset about like Call of Duty coming out and still having the same flaws over and over again than with like Madden or UFC. I think Vintage had his, uh, his, his digit up first. So I, I have two takes on this. One's a legitimate, one's more of a hot take with the sports games. One, I think at the end of the day, most of the people who are playing the sports games, they care more about valid, updated rosters, better graphics than they do necessarily the overall gameplay. Because there actually, there has not been many changes in the last few years of if you look at NBA 2K games, Madden games, not a, that many changes. You might see major changes in the way they do like their ultimate team or their side game modes that aren't just like the random quick play where you get to play whoever's the highlight player at that given moment. Um, I think that's the big one, but the, the hot take is the people who play those games aren't necessarily like the traditional hardcore gamer that plays call of duty for six hours a day on average. But hold on, but they are way, they are just as hardcore because I know people who play sports games that will literally play that sports game for six hours a day. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they're, they're as hardcore as any hardcore first person shooter, any, any hardcore RTS. But I don't think it's the same type of person though, that you agree. I agree. And And that's the thing. Like call of duty is that weird kind of crossover game where you've got the people that are hardcore into the sports games. They'll play call of duty from time to time. You'll have the people that are hardcore into something like destiny or some like long-term game that in-depth RPG fallout, something like that. That'll cross over into call of duty as well. But the fact that you have, this group of people that will not settle for anything less than exactly what they want. And that's the typical people that you hear raising their voice. I think it's more of a silent might. It's a, it's a vocal minority than anything at the end of the day. Well, I think uh, it comes down to, uh, I don't know if we have any individuals who play those in our local, in our close knit community, but I, I would imagine there, there's a good uh, group of individuals who do complain about them releasing new products without finishing or or fixing their previous products i I would imagine there's there's a good portion of their players about that oh yeah so i i I don't know it's it's interesting the, the reason i stopped the reason i really stopped playing sports games was one simple fact that with the way that they can update games nowadays now with such such instant on and always connected the updates that they're doing to these games that you got to buy a whole new game for they could do in a patch they could do it an update, like, like the updated rosters, shit like that. They could fix all of that in a patch, and 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 I could bet you money they could fix it in a patch that has less size than what Activision's been doing with Call of Duty. Okay, big question: Why is COD uh, Cold War only forty three gigs, while Call of Duty Modern Warfare two hundred and thirty gigs? Treyarch now- doesn't care. Because I know Ward gives way too much of a shit about how big their game is. But then it's like, we got to include everything. Everything has to be here now. Everything. Treyarch's like, we've been doing this. And people like our games. We've got zombies. We've got all these other game modes. Now, granted, Cold War could very well be like 120 gigs at launch once you include the campaign and zombies. But I thoroughly do not believe it's going to be 240. No. Because I think Infinity Ward just kind of said, fuck it, this is our game, we're not going to use any natural, we're not going to use any relevant compression, everything's just there. And it's not cool like the Titanfall approach was. Cecil, I don't know if you remember playing Titanfall 1 on PC, you would install the game and then would spend another 10 minutes extracting and decompressing every single audio file. Dude, like that's that's been around for so long. You have no idea, man. Dude, back in the 90s when you would install a game because they gave you a CD, all of those audio files that were on that CD, you had to extract. They were compressed first. First install, it went through and installed the game. Then when you went into play it, it's like, oh, by the way, we've got like all this audio that was really, really tiny on the disc. And now we gotta make it big. Oh God, it's it was, dude. I I laugh at some of the the things that just the reoccurring things that have happened. 
over the years in gaming. It's like you see people complain and you're like, yeah, dude, been through that old hat. It's not going to change. Oh, yeah. It's like a beating a, a, die, a, a dead horse. At this exactly. Point, you know? it's just exactly. Like, but they need, they need like the industry needs a change like this. This Desperately. it's not. It, it's not. And that's that's the issue. Is it's actually becoming it's actually be, become worse over the years, dude. With it being uh, so mainstream now, with there being mm-hmm. so many people, it, it's literally turned into a political game. You've got people on yeah. either side saying this is the best thing in the world, and you've got people over here going this is the worst thing in the world. It needs to change. Yeah. It's like oh my god, just like like to take Destiny. Mm-hmm. Bungie has tried so hard to listen to their community that they haven't listened to their friggin' developers. Yeah. You know, like, we need to get this in the game right away. Okay. Um, what about all this stuff that we wanted to get in the game that's actually going to make, you know, the game better? No, no, no. The community's clamoring for this. We got to get this right now. Okay, but you do realize that we're just going to nerf that in, like, a month's time because it's going to be way overpowered. Get it in the game. Okay. <laughs> Here's what always frustrated me with Destiny. And we saw it in Destiny 1 and Destiny 2. The base game, tremendous. Then they came out with the first DLC that would be a part of the season pass. This is for both. Very good. Everyone's into it. And then all of a sudden, we wouldn't get meaningful content for like 60 or 70% of the remainder of the time you paid for that season pass. And it was all just like, oh, like, uh, here's the holiday missions because all the players want this like historical weapon that's been like hinted at. And it's like, all right, can we make that like more difficult to to do and not just like everybody gets it because it's Christmas. Like I, that kind of felt like what it was. Like they were more in tune with releasing content based around holidays than they were any like legitimate content that would expand the storyline and make you feel like you were doing like something fun. I I agree with that, but only only halfway. By the end, by by like the last year of Destiny One. I really think Bungie figured it out and was really starting. Like they were giving you, like it was every week, every other week, little little trickle content drops in between everything, so that you you got a little bit more story, just to kind of tide you over. And they gave you little unlocks here, G- gave you a bit more of a reason to play or to be active during that time. Destiny Two, they kind of tried to do that. They've gotten a little bit better now, from at least from what I've been hearing. I actually haven't been playing at all. But from what I've been hearing from the different um, different discords I'm in, and from the clan and whatnot, they're getting they're, they're getting back to that like trickle content drop with major releases in between. It almost seems like they perfected and provided a better version of like World of Warcraft dailies and weeklies, where that by itself for people that play World of Warcraft is enough to keep them playing the game. But they would go a step further and say, all right, well, now we're going to sprinkle in a little extra lore here and not just have it be, oh, today go to this forest and kill 150 boars and sell their pelts. That's not really that fun. They would be like, all right, well, we have this fun little strike that has a a variant to it. Complete it so you can kind of get a little extra onto the story. And if you do it enough times over this week and in this right order with doing these other replays where they were doing a great job of reusing content, but it was always adding something. It's like, go back and do this strike uh, because there's going to be a little secret at the end. And if you do all of them in the right order that we tell you, Oh, guess what? We're going to give you this legendary Engram that is guaranteed to have one of these three rare guns. And it's like, that's awesome. We're getting lore. We're getting it in little bits that encourage replayability of most of the time, which were some of the most enjoyable strikes to play, in my opinion. And then you got the guns, too. And it's like it was a reward beyond that. I disagree. Let's hear it, Co. I think there's a a fundamental issue with any game that follows the theme park. Uh system uh theme park systems are inevitably going to fail in in some aspect because they're never 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 going to provide you with enough uh content and repetition to uh keep the player base lasting it's oh it's, absolutely you're you're yeah. you're 100 and I, i'm not we're not i'm not disagreeing with you 
but I do have one question. Mm-hmm. Are you comfortable with that as the sort of filler content that trickles in additional lore and additional story between the major releases that are going to keep people going for like six weeks at a time? And then it's like, all right, for the next three weeks before we do the next major drop, it is a little bit more of the repetition, but we're going to still give you some story hints. We're still going to give you valid rewards for doing these things and not just have fun. I mean, it is more. I can't deny you with that. Uh, so more is better, technically. Uh, the, the, I think it's a fundamental issue when it comes to a theme park MMO or esque kind of game, and which is Destiny. And you're asking the wrong person. When it, when it comes to lore, I don't care about lore in games. I, <laughs> uh, I, I find it either cliche or uh predictable or i just don't care it's about the overall content and if the content of the game or like the progression system doesn't meet a long-term progression that isn't tied behind uh you know for example world of warcraft's 15 dollars a month where uh the only way i can experience lore uh is through raiding which i can only do once a week uh four times a month then I'm not willing to pay for it anymore. Like if it's not in the in the realm of a sandbox MMO, I don't really care. So let me pivot that question then. So are you saying you're the type of person that if say for instance like a tremendously good single player game rolls to, rolls in front of you that you're only going to play it once even if there's no added DLC or anything like that or are you saying oh wow like I don't know like let's go back to uh, like the original Metro 2033, I would love to replay that. Where there's, it seems like you're saying there's not much replayability to you in like things that you would have to do the same thing again. Where for a lot of people, they almost are like, yeah, I remember doing this strike back when like Destiny first launched, and this was like the strike to do, but I haven't played it in a year and a half. Wow, I forgot how fun this was. It. It takes a lot of work and effort for me to hold my attention in, in a, a single-player game. It has to have a long-term uh, or a progression system, uh, first and foremost. And there's got to be an expanded end game for me to really care about to, to really utilize my character's progression in that sense. So uh, this is kind of where like games like uh, I haven't beaten The Witcher for Witcher Three, for example. I've played it. I enjoy the combat, but it it gets repetitive, and yeah, I don't feel like progression is real. It almost feels artificial. Like my character, if I go back and do old content, I'm not one shotting monsters because they're 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 scaling with me. It's kind of like the Skyrim issue, where everything scales with you, so you're not technically progressing. The only way, the only thing that you'll notice is that you're actually regressing. So there'll, there'll be there'll never be a point where you're so overpowered that the game, uh, that, that you're trivializing the the content, like you're not actually overcoming the content. Yeah, there was uh, what what the hell game? You, you were just talking about Skyrim, and it was making me think of oh oh, the first time I played Oblivion, or not Oblivion, Morrowind. You could literally in that game go through, find some of the best stuff, and just become a god. You know, and, and you could power level yourself so you became a god. And then in, Sky, in Skyrim, you're exactly right. They leveled stuff with you. So it, if you didn't level correctly, like it, it was more of a, it was less of a progression and more of a, you've got to make sure to hit your marks 100%. Because if you don't, you're going to be so overpowered, so underpowered when you go to fight something that you're never going to be able to take it down. And it's going to be just frustrating. Right. Now, do you guys remember? The way they tried to solve that, that kind of over-leveling and Morrowind in Oblivion, do you guys remember what they did? They made I... it so anytime you leveled up, you had to sleep. And so many people were just like, I don't want to go to bed, I don't want to find a bed to level up. So you'd have all these people running through, and there were, like, I think a third of the world was was with you in your level and it was kind of like the inner third the things you would do more frequently and then it was the outer levels where they would stick 
Like when yeah. you'd go to certain planes of oblivion to continue your quest. And that kind of exists in Skyrim. There are there are specific characters or NPCs in the game, uh, monsters or whatnot, uh, in the game that are static level. They they will not level any higher or or lower than what your character is. They're meant to be typically the like extra game content. Um, uh, but it, even then, those characters are so much higher than what you would be in the normal game that you actually have to get that late game gear to really experience that. It's like guards in the cities. They were always a set level. And once you figured out that you could defeat them, it was so lackluster because they didn't even have that good loot. And it was like, why even bother? (laughs) The experience, of course. Just the experience. And it's not even like it was a good chunk of experience. It was a regular kill. But we all know the most bre- broken method in any Elder Scrolls or Bethesda game in general. We all know that the most broken method has nothing to do with combat. It's stealth. Exactly. You would earn, I can't believe you earn experience for just being near someone and in yeah. stealth mode. Yeah. That was this, that's how you level it up. Like I remember even in Oblivion when I discovered that because lock picking was an absolute bitch, but you could make it easier if you level up your stealth. So I remember I would just like sneak behind a shop and just stay in one spot and not take anything and just kind of sit there. And then it would just level up and level up and level up. And then I'd hit the, the next main level. And I couldn't get any more lockpicks, so I had to go take a fucking nap. <laughs> when I first purchased, when when I when I got uh, Morrowind, I got the the trilogy, so so to say, the, it was the expansion packs and everything in it. So Blood Moon and uh, all that, yeah, Blood Moon and Sky something. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, one of the things I did, and I realized, is that uh, I could macro uh, certain things to level up my acrobatics and dodge and stealth. AFK. Dude, all you had to do was just literally have your space bar. You jump uphill or run uphill while jumping, mm-hmm. and you would like, boom. That would level up Swimming. so quick. So Swimming I- would do it a ton, too, for your acrobatics and oblivion. It was silly how much XP you got for swimming. So I found a building in one of the expansions that I could climb up into a corner, and I would sit there and, and have a macro, and my character would sit there and jump, and I, I would uh, be at the very top, and there's a ledge above my character. And it would hit the ledge and, and instantaneously get back, uh, go back down on top, uh, down on the side of the building. And it was there and repeated, uh, glitching. And my character would power level through acrobatics. Dude, okay. So, oh, my brain, just, I just fucking had something. And I, I dropped it again. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Skyrim, when they added prestiging on the skill trees, uh huh. Like, that was just the dumbest thing in the world. Because all of a sudden, yeah. like, hey, you can get up to this level, and this is the highest you can get. Oh, but you know what? We're leveling everything else with you, so we're just going to let you prestige everything. So now you can go to, like, infinite level. It's like, holy shit. But why? Uh, you know, the the most... The, so when I said the most broken thing in Skyrim was uh, stealth, yes, technically. But n- no, it's actually enchanting. Uh, because enchanting, it, it, once you get to, I think, like level 50 or so, you can infinitely make jewelry or accessories or armor pieces that would infinitely scale themselves for your gear. So you can get to a point where you would deal millions of damage on a level one character. I remember it took me, I'm not even kidding, four or five playthroughs of Skyrim before I finally said... Yeah, I'm going to investigate alchemy and enchantments. And once I did that, it was not even fair. Because then once they added the prestige system, mm-hmm. you pair the enchantments with the prestige system on the smithing tree. And you could per- you could infinitely improve your weapons and then enchant them. Which would then effectively infinitely improve their damage. And it was yeah. a never-ending cycle. Um, and I don't know if you guys noticed, I just posted in recording chat. Oh, yeah. There's Sky Oblivion. A, a project called Sky Oblivion. Yeah, Are you guys familiar? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's old. Yeah. Oh, it, I am so. It's apparently getting close, is my understanding. And close? I want it so bad. I yeah. want an excuse to play Oblivion without the g- bad graphics. 
And I'm not saying they're bad in general. I'm saying they're bad to compared to what they are and what they could be now. Sure. And I just want to re-experience it and be like, wow, these are the same graphics I always had in my head when I was 13 years old playing Oblivion. <laughs> Do you guys remember when Oblivion came out on the, the resources that it needed for PC? So they actually, there was a guy out there who modded it and made old Oblivion. Mm-hmm. It basically was Oblivion, but with Morrowind graphics so it could play on your current computer. Yeah. I actually see a lot of those videos on YouTube where they, they modify the game files and they lower all the settings for, for various games. So like, let's see how bad we can make the game look. <laughs> those, those are really interesting videos. Oh, damn. But yes, yes, I, I do remember Old Oblivion. God, yeah. Well, that was back in the day when, you know, didn't have all this money laying around. Yeah. All these big bucks. Uh, <laughs> and as, as I look around at this very sparse closet I'm in. <laughs> well, on that note, man, Co, happy birthday. Where can people find you at? They can find me exclusively on the GNA podcast Discord. Mm, sexy. Mm-hmm. By you, Vintage, where can people find you at? I usually like to hang around the Discord sometimes, and uh, you guys can find me at my personal Discord, um, which, just reach out to me if you guys are in the GNA Discord, I'd be happy to get you in there, as well as um, eh, one to two times a week on Twitch, um, at at the Vintage DC, Vintage XDC on Twitch. Very nice. I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier, everywhere else you stream. No more Mixer. I always go to Mixer next, but there's no more Mixer. Twitch, uh, Facebook, uh, where did we list off before? Uh, Bumble, 3 Play, Grinder, Tinder, Quiver. Uh, Quiver. Uh, <laughs> where else? Shit. There's a whole bunch more. You can find me on all of those. Cecil Xavier. Uh, look for the tall, skinny ass guy because I've lost a ton of weight. Well, we hope you enjoyed the show. GNA, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Stitcher, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a whole bunch of other places. If we aren't someplace, let us know. We'll upload there. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook by searching at GNA Podcast. You can also join our Discord chat. Just see the pinned tweet. We do a game show night every first Saturday of every month on Mixer at www.mixer.com forward slash GNA podcast. Join us every Wednesday night at 1930 Eastern Time on cast.gg for Anime Night hosted by Blue Shark 45. And join us every second Saturday of the month for Horror Movie Night, hosted by Zyberblood. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our artwork and logo. Check him out at morganbs.com. And please email us at gnapodcast at one with all your questions, comments, or death threats. We would love to hear from you. And last but not least, please be sure to check out our website at... And then we got a website. Oh shit, Damoc's still not here. Alright, well. I can muster my inner Damoc. Oh, 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 oh. Let's back up, back up, back okay. up. <clears throat> you can find the GNA podcast at www. This was a pretty fun show, guys. Like, we should do it again sometime. It was really great. GNAPodcast.com. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. And thank you, too, for joining me tonight. And, Co, I hope you have a great rest of your evening and happy birthday. Thank you very happy much. birthday, Co. Y'all have a good one. See ya. Have fun storming the castle. <laughs>